0: Welcome to Room Now Blogs, an audio file selection from a previously published Room Now blog. Hi, I'm Dr. Jack Cush, Executive Editor of Room Now, and the author of this blog entitled "Knee Replacement and the Physical Terrorist." In June 2011, I willfully became a patient and underwent bilateral knee replacement for what was bone-on-bone osteoarthritis of the knees. My knee damage dates back to high school football and an injury and meniscal t- surgery. So for over 20 years, I've been compensating with a lot of structural damage. Ultimately it was time and pain and limited mobility that convinced me that bilateral knee replacement was the smart thing to do. I therefore went ahead and got myself a great team, the best local orthopedist, a very smart hospitalist, internist, a great hospital, a great physical therapy department and a home physical therapist. I underwent surgery that was uneventful and expedient and I woke, I woke up in the recovery room a few hours later, disoriented and mumbling, etc. But two hours after that, I had two big burly therapists holding me up at the bedside, telling me to take a few steps. And all I could think about was I had these two new magic legs, like Lieutenant Dan. I felt like a marionette. I had legs, but they didn't feel like they were mine. But the great thing was, I had no pain. I then said, wow, this was a really good idea. And they reminded me, Dr. Cush, you're on a lot of drugs. And I said, no, I don't usually stand up and not feel that pain. I was in the hospital for three days and I had basically three problems. One, they gave me a ton of narcotics that turned me into a pet rock. I think I might've been the start of the opioid epidemic. Number two, I lost a lot of blood, but didn't realize it. But when I turned white and scared the hell out of my visitors, it was clear that something had to be done. I was oblivious and only capable of looking at cartoons and NBA playoffs. Couldn't read a thing. Hence, my 18 crack physician staff noticed I was unable to distinguish between LeBron James and Wiley Coyote, and they gave me a transfusion, which allowed me to resume my inpatient rehab. My third problem was my inpatient rehab. A week of inpatient rehab taught me that hard work, pain, and agoniometer was the plan, and they repeated it over and over again. This plan, when executed by a team of nurse-ratchet physical therapists, could be the waterboarding replacement for Guantanamo. I was standing the day after surgery, walking with a walker post-op day two, and left the rehab uh, after a week with 100 degrees of knee flexion bilaterally and able to walk, albeit at a snail's pace, for 400 yards. I was ecstatic when I went home, but this triumphant tale of surgery takes a turn for the worse. I was elated, I got home, and then appeared my new nemesis, my home physical therapist, her name was PT Pam. The PT standing for physical terrorist. I actually had chosen her based on the recommendation of other patients and my orthopedist. She was to become the, both the Darth Vader and the Florence Nightingale of my recovery quest. Pam was the real deal. She's the best at what she does. She daily declares that she loves her job, she loves her patients, and even more she loves taking care of invincible doctors when they're her new patients. As best I can describe, it appears that her job was to turn a rusty, broken, windmill kind of being like me into some kind of cross between Gumby and Spider-Man, and doing all that with a mere four weeks of reimbursable home physical therapy. I was lucky she came to me Monday through Friday for four weeks, and the story is, is memorable for me. She took no prisoners and had me whimpering daily, more so than when I learned that Wham broke up. On her first day, she had my knee flexion up to 115 degrees and said that her goal was 150 degrees or greater on both sides and there would be no crying because there is no crying in physical therapy. I told her, look, I'm a rheumatologist. I'm in the biz. I argued that a goal of greater than 150 degrees of flexion was both insane and impractical. She smiled, said thanks for the inspiration. I probably should have kept those words to myself. A week later, I was using a walker. The second week, I was on crutches. And then after that, I used a cane for but a few days. I was then walking without assistance and was able to achieve and even surpass 150. I got up to 153 degrees, but that wasn't enough for my physical terrorist. She said the new target in my remaining two weeks was going to be higher than my IQ. And she wanted to know what my IQ was. Uh, and she said, no, we're going way higher than that. It's going to be greater than 160 degrees. She told me to take some Pepsid and up my tramadol dose. Um, in the home, she achieved all this using a set of floor pedals, sort of like a makeshift bike that you use with a chair. She had me slide up and down the refrigerator and rolled up a bunch of towels that when you drape a leg over it and bend it, you, not only do you get whimpering, but you get extreme flexion and range of motion. She was very disappointed that I had no stairs in my home, but she was a true Marine. She said "Simplify and improvise," and she... Was thinking of new things to come up with when I unfortunately asked her, could she do me a favor and take the garbage cans up from the street um, and bring them near the, the, the house? Oh, she's had a big sinister smile and I soon after saw horns appearing from the back of her skull. She told me that day we're going walking outside. Now it was June, it was over 100 degrees here in Dallas, um, but that didn't stop her. We got outside, she took the walker from me, she told me, grab onto that gigantic rolling garbage can, and she had me walking across the lawn, through the flower beds, over the curb, all this while taking iPhone pictures of me and sending them back to Physical Terrorist Command Central as evidence for her nomination into the PT Hall of Shame. My home physical therapy was nonetheless humbling. I really had no um, concept of how difficult it was gonna be once I got home, especially with regard to self-care. The shower, the toilet, the couch. Getting off the couch was incredible. Um, getting in and out of cars, and of course, yes, using the, bringing the garbage cans up. These were not going to be my enemies. These were going to be my new uh, quests. The physical therapist was designed to get results the old-fashioned way, the painful way, with enough pain to make prisoners confess. But honestly, it's not the pain I remember most. It's my physical therapist. When she left me four weeks later, I cried. I cried because I was so thankful I had a physical terrorist like Pam. Physicians, we don't make very good patients. We know too much, probably too little as well. We don't like taking orders, especially from physical therapists. We hate taking medicines, hence becoming a patient may have become the best kind of medical education for me. While surgery gave me opportunity to be normal, it was my physical terrorist who coached me to become mobile and to give me back my quality of life. 25 days after surgery, I went to a concert and sat in a balcony box. I enjoyed the wonderful performance by Emmylou Harris, but during the show, I got up to stretch and stand up. I did so without any canes or support. I stood upright in the dark without um, fidgeting. I did that for almost 10 minutes. I sort of lost um, my focus on the show and was now instead enjoying the fact that I could stand still without pain, without moving, without shifting, etc. This was one of the many grand moments following my knee replacement. I knew this was a life, life-changing decision. I returned to work five weeks after surgery. I flew on a plane eight weeks after surgery. I danced 12 weeks later, not necessarily better. And I walked or jogged a 5K turkey trot at Thanksgiving, which was 22 weeks after surgery. I would tell you um, that my advice to my patients and your advice to others considering this should be the following. Number one, talk to others who undergone the surgery. If you talk to enough of them, they'll find out that this is life changing and should be sought after if you're the right surgical candidate. Number two, you need prehab. That means physical therapy, exercise prior to surgery, especially for the limb that you're going to be working on. So in my case, I did a lot of bicycle, a lot of pool to help my legs be strong and to ensure the success of my rehabilitation following the surgery. I tell my patients, if you can't walk before surgery, guess what? You won't be able to walk after surgery. Number three, consult an orthopedic surgeon long before you think it's a possibility that you might need surgery or long before surgery is necessary because you don't know when the pain is gonna turn ugly real quick and you're gonna need a surgery tomorrow. You need to have a surgeon on board who knows you, who can schedule you as soon after you make the decision because that's what they all do. They see you and they tell you, come back to me when you're ready to have surgery. Better get them on the books early on. And lastly, you should have a physical therapist like PT Pam. They will guide you, teach you, and manage you after surgery. Um, It's unclear how many weeks or what the frequency that is optimal. And it may change according to your doctor and or your insurance. But having a program for at least a month after surgery uh, is the right thing to do. Um, A physical therapist is the one who's going to make your goals possible. The doctor gives you a chance, again, it's the therapist who makes it all possible.